My voicemail still has my name. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey. Leave a message. My voicemail isn't even set up. The best voicemail ever was Alejandro Villanueva's. Jason. I was just trying to get your voicemail, so don't answer. Okay. I love you. No questions at all. Just like, all right. Send him the voicemail, Alejandro. Hey, yeah. So text me. Never going to listen to voicemails. Millennials. Send a couple of emojis or gifts. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to New Heights, baby. <laughs> Presented by Waves Force and Entertainment and brought to you by the drink responsible for getting us fired up week by week. Hello. Accelerator Active Energy Drink, baby. Don't forget to get yours. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Just some Northeast Ohio ballers, baby. New episodes come to you every single Wednesday during the NFL season. And subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you click that follow button on all social media platforms or wherever you get your podcasts. At New Heights Show with 1S. Jason, tell the people what we got coming up. We got it. And fastic, tiredistic. Excellent episode coming up for you guys right now. I don't know what that just said, but we're going to get to all of our week two games. Fucking electric. A lot of stories across the league to touch on. And of course, uh, another not dumb question. But first, as always, as always, new news. New news. There we go. Coming in hot. New news reaching new heights. How about that? Ooh, new heights reaching new heights. Last week's episode of New Heights, thanks to all of you watching, listening, taking this show in, bumped us all the way up to number two out of all podcasts on Apple and Spotify. Number two, and we are two. And uh, shout out to the 90 Percenters for somehow making this possible. And uh, to ever tuned in who is new i don't know why you would have done that but thank you so much for coming on and listening to us i don't know why this show is starting off even more successful in season two and i don't think either one of us uh anticipated that so i have no idea uh what could possibly be bringing this about trav do you have any idea is it the um, mustache i have this at the stash the power might of the, be stash. the stash i don't know we got us to we got us to one and one Hopefully, it gets us to two and one. Could be the- All right now. No, I'm going to say it's our other piece of new news, and that was that the Kelsey doc on uh, Prime Video oh. is, um, yeah, is officially the best documentary that Prime Video has ever put out. <laughs> so I'm going to say that that entire rave and uh, everybody falling in love with uh, your story, you and Kylie's story, I should say. You're in it, too. You're in it, too. Yeah. Seeing me get in there and cry up a storm it's the uh it, it was fun man it reached number one in the u.s on prime video uh congratulations on that you uh you actually took a screenshot on instagram <laughs> fat batman surpassed the batman the yeah. real batman on the way up to the top which is pretty cool knowing that uh you've you've wanted to been you've wanted to be batman your entire life yeah i didn't care that it got to number one i'm just happy that it that it surpassed batman that's that was really what I wanted to get across. People want to see sexy Batman more than they want to see fucking the Batman. Yeah, it's been incredible. It really has. Um, I'm really happy that people are getting something out of it. That pe- you know, all the, uh, you know, how everybody's responded or sent texts, stopped me in the building. Um, you know, I think that you know people really, really feel like they've connected with it. That um, you know, it's something that kind of extends beyond football and is real. And that was the biggest thing that was important to us. So. You know, happy that everybody is enjoying it and that it's uh, having some success because uh, the people that were involved in making it, um, you know, Don Sheena, you know, everyone involved, 
Connor Baller, my good friend. CB. It's a testament to everybody and a lot of hard work over a couple of years here getting this thing going. So thank you to everyone. Yeah, it's, it was dope, man. I know I enjoyed watching it. Um, and I enjoyed hearing everybody in the building coming up to me saying how cool it was to, you know, see you and and get to see get to be more acclimated with your family, your lifestyle out in Philly, uh, knowing that, yeah. you know, um, they hear a lot about you because of me. So, yeah, they they knew me before that. What who is a has anybody said that they hated it? Did anybody come up to you and be like, did your no, brother's documentary no. sucks? No, everybody. There's nothing but praise over there. I'm the yeah. one that's kind of like, yeah, let's bring, let's take it down a little bit. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I gotta freaking chop it down when I can. Um, no, it was it was awesome, man. Everybody, everybody absolutely loves it. I sent you a few texts of some of the people that yeah. uh, randomly hit me up about it. Everybody that that <laughs> sets their eyes on this thing, man, they absolutely love it. They love it so much that the 92 percenters have been asking. Did you ever find your Super Bowl ring? They never yeah. got to the end of that on the on the dock. We were all hoping that you'd find it. So we did find it. Nice. Not a boy. And we recorded, Kylie recorded herself coming in the house after she found it. It was outside the house. It was in the, it was in one of the cars. I don't even know which car it was in. <laughs> you put your Super Bowl ring in the car. Well, just watch the video here. We'll see the We didn't put it in the documentary because it wasn't a great video, but here's a video of me finding it. I thought you checked the glove compartment of the Tesla. I did. That's cute. I told you it was in there. <laughs> I know you did, but you said you checked. Well, you should know that I'm not good at searching for things. I told you it was in there. What do you think, why? It's me. But then actually after we found it, I lost it again. Because the documentary maker was like, hey, do we have the ring so we can film you finding the ring, like having the ring? And I was like, I actually, we found it, but then I lost it again. And I forgot where I'd put it. So it's back lost? Well, so here's what happens. A lot of times I hide it. Jesus, Jesus. And I end up I know hiding exactly it for what myself. You do. It's a Kelsey thing to do. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going to get it right now. Try and be, should I go get it? Be safe. You're going to love this. No. Yeah, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go get it. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm guessing it's either in a sock and a shoe. Um,. Maybe wrapped up in like a hand cloth, like a washcloth, um, in a toiletry bag, jean pocket, jean. Uh, he doesn't wear jeans. Pants pocket, maybe a fanny pack. He's a big fanny pack guy. Where else could it have been? Where are we thinking? <laughs> Wait till you see this. I'm, I'm going to have to get another hiding spot, but. Um, Tube sock in the sock drawer. <laughs> Not just looks like a normal. Sock. Just looks like a normal sock. Until I don't even know if these are clean. And then he fucking drops it. There it is. Seventeen, baby. There it is, baby. Yeah, look, at yeah. look at that thing. That's fully insured, right there, boys. I first of all, ninety-two percenters. I called it. I called it. Go ahead. Yeah. So when I was. Getting recruited out of college, I was getting recruited uh, by Colgate University, and I'll never forget, I'm um, sitting with the defensive coordinator. Hold on, hold on. It goes deeper than that. What were you getting recruited for Colgate for? For linebacker. No. Yeah. It was not linebacker. What do you think they it wanted was? wanted you to be a saxophonist in their orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been true, too. I don't remember quite what I was going to go study at Colgate. That was a whole other issue of uh, trying to get the grades to get into that place. But 
the defensive coordinator had won a bunch of shoe bowls and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I forget what the guy's name was or who, where he was at. Um, but he just whips out this like dirty sock and unfolds like four Super Bowl rings out of it. <laughs> so ever it's since then, I've been waiting to hide my Super Bowl ring so, in my sock drawer. You thought that was a badass move? Like, that, oh, was, I, that was genius. I was like, nobody would think that, that somebody's going to hide Super Bowl rings and socks. Uh, but apparently uh, now everybody's going to know. So I'm going to have to find a better hiding spot and probably hide it for myself again. I'll lose it again. So I might have gave, gave away a few other uh, spots that I thought you were going to you were going to pull out. Did you you called out spots while I was off the air? I called out a few. Yeah, I called out a few. First one being it's probably in a sock. No, it's that easy. <laughs> was it? Did you really? Dude, you're at Kelsey. You think I haven't done that? I've lost the majority of my jewelry because I fucking put it in a sock and I just leave it in a hotel room or something. <laughs> Shout out to my insurance team. Patty Bakes, Four City Insurance. Everybody, Northeast Ohio, gives you some good insurance. <laughs> Let's answer some no dumb questions because there's no such thing as dumb questions, just dumb people. No dumb questions is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go, sports bar. Oh, you fucking missed it. I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying it's attention. It's all good. Starting off hot. Okay. I am going to take a swig and start this over one more time. <laughs> I'll open up my second one. I think you're on a mango one. Are you a mango? I am. I think we're going to start vibing if we're both mangoing. <laughs> takes two to... Takes two to mango. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> Kyler Saunders, 5707. And uh, Kyler gave us a pronunciation we asked for, knowing that neither one of us can read names very well unless we know the origin. <laughs> Kyler says, Trav and Jason, go birds. Kyler here. All right. All Dumb right. question. What is the most quotable movie? Jokes, lines, scenes, mine, the other guys. That's That's a good good one. one. Some say Anchorman, also a fantastic one. Don't forget Anchorman 2, which is highly underrated. Um, (laughs) What do you all think? And much love from Nova Scotia, Canada. All right, now. Look at that. Canuck listening to the New Heights. Got some some Canucks. Got the North coming down here for some uh, for some new heights, baby. Um, I would say uh, that's a, I mean that's a, that's obviously not a dumb question at all. It's a very good question. It's a great question. It's a tough question. It tough is question. a lot of good I, movies um, out there. A lot of a lot of quotable movies, man. If we're going if we're going jokes, obviously, I mean the other guys, Anchorman, Death Pop, one of my favorite fucking what movie, one of my favorite scenes of all time. The other guys, oh, Death other Pops, guys, yeah, got to get your Death Pop. Um, <laughs> I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. If I'm going one, I'm going this one. I'm going, uh, hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? No. <laughs> you got to get it. It's got to be more annoying than that. Guys! 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 <laughs> Way to send it. Mock. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Jim Carrey? Dude. Damn, that's a good. It's the best. There's so many um, quotes from that movie that I. Hey, Harry! Anybody named Harry? I always started <laughs> off like that. Yeah, exactly. Every conversation. Dude, just some, hey, Harry! There's some in that movie where you're just like, uh, "Be right out!" Like that. You could just pull out of nowhere. Nice set of hooters you got there. Me and a couple of friends were watching uh, Billy Madison and Tommy Boy the other day, and they 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 realized, oh, this is why you act like this because uh, it was nothing but Chris Farley references or me. The way I live is nothing but Chris Farley references. That was the, that was the other one I was going to go. Anything with Chris Farley, Sally Jones. <laughs> I don't know why I love that shit. Bill Murray, like Kingpin, dude. 
Kingpin uh, is an underrated movie. You want, you want some good with Bill Murray. For those of you that we can't talk, remember, I think we talked about it. He might be one of the greatest villains of all, or the gr- greatest insane. bad guy of all. Bigger time. and McCracken. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, Caddyshack. Like I mean, th- those are the ones I think are the are the iconic comedians. Hey, you. No, not you. <laughs> not you. Hey. <laughs> jokes aside, no jokes. Brother's What's got a hug. <laughs> <laughs> If you get that reference, you watched way too many Chris Farley movies. Way too many. Way too many. Fat guy in a little coat. I was just about to throw that one out there. Ah, God. Anytime I put on a coat, period. Doesn't have, it could be bigger, too big for me, too small for me, could fit perfectly. Doesn't matter. I just immediately started rocking back and forth. If I got that new coat on, I'm like, fat guy. All right, now. No jokes, though. Just lines. Lines or scenes. I'm going. Denzel Washington. Oh, which one? Training Day. Training Day. Really any Denzel movie. I don't know why. Me and me and my friends and everybody that I know always quote Denzel on a lot of the shit that he, he says, man. It's just, it's so good. Dude, Remember the Titans is great. Yeah. Remember the Titans? Oh, God, that's a good one, too. But I remember all the other ones. Team? What team? That is another great quotable movie. Gosh. Put Petey in coach. He's better than Yotes! me. Yotes! Yotes! <laughs> Just get to know him, mom. Just give him a chance. I don't want to get to know him, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to church with your mother. <laughs> Caddyshack, another banger. All right. We got, we, got, we got too many. There's too many out there. That was fun to go down. I'm also a big Lebowski fan. Ooh, Lebowski. Quoting anything from Walter Sobchak. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, and I don't know if this is going to make it. All right, go. Does the guy who plays Big Lebowski, does he remind you at He all plays the Jeff Lebowski. The big, yeah. You're talking about uh, the dude or the, the Big dude. Lebowski? I'm talking about the dude. The dude, okay. What about him? The dude. Jeff is Bridges. he not? I know you get a lot of references for the dude. Yeah. At least you did when you had your long hair. When I had long hair, yeah, a little bit. Does Dan Campbell not look like... And have like kind of that same oh, like aura. I mean, he's got the goatee. I'm telling you, next time you watch an interview, yeah, just listen to his cadence and how he talks yeah. and how he looks. He just looks like a fucking. I mean, NFL he's like if the dude took the steroids. Dude. That's you know, <laughs> just that's why I say <laughs> yeah. NFL version. Just an but, yeah. incredibly jacked dude with a uh, a very militaristic <laughs> you, you haircut. Gotta, I'm telling you, watch his interview and you'll. Now that I say it, you're going to maybe see it. I'm just going to see it nonstop. All right. I look forward to that. Moving on to the next one from athletic trainer Kimberly Story 5036 on YouTube. Jason, Mm -hmm. how do you get your tape to stick? High school AT here, high school athletic trainer here. And my center wants his hands and fingers taped up like yours. All right. He's off in the right direction if he wants his joints up. You can't even use all 10 fingers. Did you let him know that? Uh, We can't get it to stay through the whole game. Ooh, tape's unraveling before the game's over. Yeah. What's your secret, Jason? Uh, Have good tape. (laughs) You got to get the right tape. It's the only way. Do you have the stick em too? The spray. The stick em spray. See, I know I know a lot about this kind of stuff, especially the <laughs> high school rankings, because everyone knows I failed French uh, Jason's senior year of high school and I wasn't able to play football. Um, so my dad actually made me, as a consequence, made me be the athletic trainer, a.k.a. the water boy. Trainer Trav. Trainer Trav. Trainer Trav. I was the out there, I was out the there taping, taping some fucking ankles and some wrists. I was spatting up my dogs <laughs> as they were ready to go out for battle. Yeah. No, I um, I felt like a complete asshole, but damn, I used I could tape some ankles and some wrists. Did you ever tape me? I, no, I thought you just wore those fucking <laughs> wrist guards. Like you had the you had the forearm, I had the forearm pads. 
Yeah, God. Who's the last player to rock for him, Shivers? I mean, the one I remember is Rudy. I don't remember. You know, <laughs> in the modern day, there aren't a lot of forearm shivers. A lot of guys will wear the forearms as tackles. Tackles will wear the forearms. Lane wears some forearm pads sometimes. But it's not the same, like, claw forearm shiver. Forearm shiver. There's nothing like yeah, Big 4A like coming down, filling the gap with them forearm shivers. <laughs> <laughs> The forearm shivers were made, I feel like, because you weren't allowed to actually use your hands to block. Yeah, you weren't when you weren't allowed to use your hands, forearm shivers are really important. Or you have to block a D lineman like yeah. this and move your feet. Yeah. Which can we like how <laughs> hard must it fuck? have been to block people like that? You mean to tell me I can't grab and use my hands? Like how the hell are you supposed to block? Just doesn't make any sense. Back to the question. Back to Kimberly. Um, yeah, good tape. You got to get the spray, the stick'em spray. That stick usually em, helps. I usually don't use stick'em spray on my hands. I, I feel like if, if the tape is having a hard time lasting once it gets wet, it's probably because it's a bad tape. Yeah, and it, it it can be the it can be the right tape. It can just be like old ass tape. Could be old. You know what I mean? I, I will say stale. we've recently <laughs> tape gets stale just like food. Go ahead. We've recently. So I guess. I don't know if I want to name brands, but so I'm very specific to Johnson and Johnson tape specifically. Johnson and Johnson just stopped making finger tape and we went to a new finger tape and the finger tape actually doesn't adhere as well throughout practice. So what I do is I take a Johnson and Johnson one inch and I rip it down the middle and then use that as the finger tape. You do this? I do this. We actually have a few old finger tapes from Johnson and Johnson because the Trainers know I like that kind that they keep around and I use on game day. But in practice, it's a very, I don't remember the brand that we have now and I don't really want to talk trash on them, but I'm more just appealing to Johnson Johnson. Please bring back the finger tape because the finger tape that we have now is trash. Bring it back. Tape was one of the first times I realized the difference that like moisture has on tape and how dye affects it. Cause when we used to tape our sticks in hockey, when you would tape it with black tape, the tape for some reason would get like this like tarry texture. Like it would almost like like meld together, but then the white tape held its like form better. So I don't use black tape. I only use white tape. That's wild. Yeah, I, I have a long history of using tape, apparently, athletic tape. Uh so yeah, only white tape, no colored tape. No colored tape, except for duct tape. You're a big duct tape guy. Well, duct tape is great around the house, not for your fingers on a football field. But yeah, duct tape is a, a is a fantastic invention. Big on only white <laughs> tape. Himself. And you got to experiment with different brands. If you want to just go to the best one I've ever used, I would just go straight to the J&J. You know, can't go wrong with that. They've been doing it for a while. Kimberly, yeah, you got to start. Tearing some J and J, some old, some some good old J and J. Only white tape, the black tape, and the and the dyed tapes don't uh, hold together as well. Or just use some of that stick and spray. All right, now coming from Trainer Trav, yeah, mate. That works on the ankles for sure. Before we keep going, we need to shout out our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks. That's right. Prize Picks is a skill based, real money daily Ooh. fantasy sports game. Skill based, huh? I Prize guess. Picks is the most fun way. To win money. Man, mm. I wish I could play. This football season, it is the best. <laughs> you just select two or more players, that's it, and then pick more or less on their projected stats. It is so easy to win fucking money. I, it's literally stealing if you know anything. Um, <laughs> I wish I could play. I know that. But that's all you got to do is just pick two, uh, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry, man. Yeah. Well, 
I'm not the big gambler myself, but quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Number one. That's right. That's right. And now for this portion of the ad read labeled personal experience mm. to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey because we are active that? NFL players and we cannot participate. Uh, like I just mentioned. This is true. This is true. Do you know who can, though? Our intern, Brandon. <sighs> Intern Gosh. Brandon. Hey, guys. Hey, Intern Brandon. How was your second weekend with prize picks? Oh, Travis, it was so good that I'm still here and I'm wearing clothes <laughs> the company gave me. We're doing fantastic. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Let me do some picks. All right. Well, take it over, boys. All right. Okay. We're we're not great at this, at this, guys, but I actually do really enjoy playing prize picks every weekend. It makes you do cool things like try and figure out if the Giants are going to score in the first eight quarters of their professional football season. But here's, here's what I'm going with this week. These are my picks. Fade them if you don't like them. It's probably the smart bet there. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts more touchdowns. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey more touchdowns. And I'm going to go with Tyreek also more touchdowns. I'm essentially rooting for... Three guys to have fun out there. Prize Picks does make it super simple. You can look through all kinds of options like receptions, rushing touchdowns, combo packs of different yards for QBs, running backs, receivers. They make it super simple. Check out Prize Picks. Now, let me bring back Jason Travis for the rest of this ad. All right. Hopefully, our intern did right by you guys. And uh, if you want to get into any daily fantasy this season, go to prizepicks.com/slash new heights. Use the code new heights for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash new heights, code new heights for daily fantasy sports made easy. All right now, 92 percenters, we have some great news. Some of What's the best that? news. What's some what news is that? that will brighten your fucking day. I love that kind of news. Buffalo Wild Wings is rolling out a new limited time only sauce for football season. Fuck yeah. And you're never going to guess what it is. Take a few guesses at what do you think this sauce is? Um, is it a bourbon barbecue? Is it a mustard sauce? I love mustard based sauces. What, Jason? How the fuck did you know it was a bourbon barbecue sauce? <laughs> because I know everything there is to know about B dubs, Travis. But for the 92%ers that don't know, Bourbon barbecue sauce is now on the menu at B-Dubs. It's Not a rich right and complex sauce infused with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Damn. You know I like my sauces complex, and this one happens to be delicious on their crispy, juicy wings. I'm fired up, man. After all, everyone knows the only thing better than sipping bourbon, <gasps> chewing bourbon. So head out to your local beat-ups to try the bourbon barbecue or go ahead and order some bourbon barbecue wings at buffalowildwings.com this football season. And remember, 92 percenters, bourbon barbecue is only sticking around for a limited time while supplies last. So uh, give it a try while you still can. You heard the ma'am. The whiskey will only be there for a limited amount of time. Wow. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's keep it moving, cuz. All right, let's get to some bold topics. That's right. As we do every week, we're going to get to bold topics across the NFL from week two. And we're going to start with both of our games. Trav, why don't you uh, start it off with the first Amazon Thursday night game? The first Thursday night game. Well, I guess yours was the first Thursday night game. No, no, it's a prime, though. Yeah. Followed by the Kelsey Doc. Eagles 34, Vikings 28. You guys find a way to, to 
fend off the Vikings as they come into the crib. Uh, 92% of the time, baby, almost exactly one year from when Jason first let the world know about the very real 92% of the time stat. <laughs> the Eagles completed three successful QB sneaks on Thursday night, two for a touchdown, actually. One for a first down. So three successful sneaks. We actually also got, towards the end of a quarter, um, a uh, hard count uh, offsides for a first down on one of them. So really, it's four plays resulted in uh, that were quarterback sneaks resulted in big plays for us. Anyways, good. What have, have teams started doing something different? No, I think, you know, I, listen, we've only played two games. I'm looking forward to seeing how all the teams across the league are adjusting. Uh, you know, I think right now, you know, you got to be ready for anything. You know, teams know that the play has a high percentage chance of working, so they're going to do anything they can. Try to get you to jump off sides, jump the count, um, get into, you know, uh, a front that makes it really, really hard to pick it up. I mean, we're going to see it all. So, um, you know, I'm sure that we'll be seeing some creative things across the league. The most important person on the sneak is the center. So it's your play. You know what I mean? Like, I get plays dialed up for me all the time. Like, we'll run, like, a certain double move or something like that, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good call right there, Coach. And I'll get fired <laughs> up, and then when we get it, we get a first down. Yeah. This play is Jason Kelsey is what this play is. It's like, all right, I, everybody get behind Jason and I go. heavily disagree with that. <laughs> How many sneaks would the Eagles have to run to get Jason Kelsey at least considered for MVP? It is the most <laughs> unstoppable play in the NFL. Yeah, we're getting uh, There's a no lot other of- play that's above like 50%, let alone 92% of the time it works. I mean, it's a high percentage shot. It's crazy. It is everyone involved. Who's the most important person on the flying V? Listen, I don't want to talk about this right now because <laughs> I don't want to give up any ways of stopping person. this. But listen, the one of the beautiful things about quarterback sneak is whoever can organize the most efficiently in that small period of time in that tight window is going to be successful on it. Uh, we had a, a Scottish guy come in because everybody keeps hiring rugby players to try and figure out how to stop this, which it's not at all like a rugby, like rugby scrum. You're like locked in and you're like there. And to me, it's not at all the same thing, but this Scottish guy came in and he's talking to Jeff Stoutland and Stout was like, you know, what would you do to try and stop this? Like, how would you stop this play? And the guy says, coach, he says, well, let me see if I can do my best Scottish impression. He says, Coach, there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. It's organized mass. It's organized mass, and there's nothing they can do as long as you're organized. There's too much people going in the same direction at the same time. I I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. So that's the uh, that's the coaching point. What's the equation for mass again? Well, mass is just uh, the effect that gravity or mass is is. You know it. Oh my gosh! Is the weight? Come on, oh my AP. god! Come on! What is I, Cleveland Heights AP classes? Come I on, know, Jason! I know that weight is the effect of gravity on mass. Mass, okay. I think. Can we get some help, Brandon? What do we got here? Oh, you're going to the fucking. I mean, dude, what do you want me to say? Density. It's density times volume. Everybody knows that. I mean, that I, that was a good Scottish guy. Um, what the fuck you guys are doing with a Scottish man in your building? It's cool. Well, I mean, I mean, he, he just gave us a great quote. And uh, I, I, I think it's he's spot on. I mean, all that play is, is who can organize the mass the best? Is it going to be the offense or the defense? We have the leg up knowing what play we're running and the snap count. But, hey, organize yeah. the mass. That's what it's about. Newton's loss. Newton's to law, baby. Scottish guy. I don't remember his name. Shout out to Scotty. 
Actually, the the push sneak haters have uh, have also made a comeback. Shocker. Sports writer Peter King. Peter's hating. Shout out to Peter King. Doubled down on his on his claim that the push sneak is an abomination. Abomination. That's what he said. That's a strong word. Quotes. I am on record last year many times loudly saying it's an abomination. It's an idiotic rule. And the NFL has made, in my opinion, a terrible mistake in not legislating a rugby play out of the NFL. Hmm. It's an interesting quote. Why does Pete? First of all, abomination is a strong word. Usually hear that with like serial killers or like that's like against the Lord, right? Like, what is the definition of abomination? Like, this is like ungodly. I don't even, that's a strong word for a quarterback sneak play. I mean, so what do we want to outlaw for? Just because it's like a really, really highly successful play or it's like unfair? Like, what is the, what do you think? You got to ask Peter King this, man. Well, I'm saying, what do you think, Peter? I don't know. Why don't you conjecture on the people that want to stop the play? I think he just wants to separate rugby and NFL is what it sounds like. What does he have against rugby? What does he have against rugby? (laughs) We it's take just plays a from. It's if a I'm a game. rugby fan, I'm like, screw you, Peter King. What's wrong with rugby? Why can't we bring rugby into like the NFL has already taken concepts from basketball uh, and other sports. Like they, we do picks on certain uh, uh, routes that are technically what we don't call picks. I call them rub plays, but yeah, you can call them picks. Yeah, rub plays, whatever we want to call them. You know, um, triangle offense. You know, we all we talk about triangles and spacing and stuff like that. What you know about triangles and spacing? You know what I mean? Like we we already take concepts from other sports. Apparently, Peter King just doesn't like rugby. He's just shitting all over rugby. Like it's not a fucking exciting sport. There's a shit ton of people that watch rugby. Peter King. I love rugby. I, I especially love Olympic rugby. Dad played rugby. That's why he's got new knees. I like seven man rugby. Seven man is well. That's because that's the one that the U.S. dominates because it's all about speed, baby. It's so electric. <laughs> oh man, it's electric. Man, fifteen man rugby. Now that is fucking controlled chaos. You the other thing that I think keep your so, head on the swivel on that one. If if it's because we're really good at it, what else are you going to outlaw that other people are really good at? Are we going to outlaw like Patrick Mahomes can't operate a two minute drill because he's the best in the world at it? Like, hey. Get Patty on the side. This is unfair. It's unfair advantage for Kansas City Chiefs. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. That would never happen. We're going to outlaw, like, Justin Tucker can't kick a, a ball over 50 yards. Get him out of there. It's it's too automatic. It's not fair. He's not allowed to kick. He's too good at it. He's not allowed to kick anymore. Because, nope, I mean, it's if, if, if it's an unfair advantage, I think you would see the rest of the league doing it at 92%. But yeah. as we saw in week one, four other teams missed quarterback sneaks. The Colts being one of them. Our former offensive coordinator, I think they might have got it this week, but we'll avoid that one because I don't want to give Peter King any more ammunition. (laughs) Jordan Love forgot the the snap count and fell into his right guard. We'll see. I don't know. I don't care if they outlaw the push because, quite frankly, we've been running this play at a high percentage before we ever started doing that. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. The rugby isn't stopping, Peter. You better start liking rugby. You better start liking rugby, Peter. (laughs) Because we're bringing Talk that rugby. Taco shit. <laughs> shit, boy. Taco shit. Yeah, well, I mean, if you guys are going to keep running it, at least get my guy some MVP votes. Let's move on to some DeAndre Swift. Hey, Woo-hoo! how about that? Philly's own. That boy going crazy, man. How about it, man? First time in the link playing for the Eagles. That had to be f- so fucking fun for him, man. 
Yeah, man. Swift had a career high 175 rushing yards out right now. Yeah, baby. And a touchdown, the most in a game by an Eagle since LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy. Um, in 2013, damn, it's been that long. And we've had some good rushing attacks. So yeah, it ain't like That's we ain't been running good. the ball. That's a pretty impressive. No, I hear you. And he probably would have had more touchdowns if Jason wasn't so good at the QB sneak. Yeah, I felt so bad. He, he got stopped on the one-yard line right uh, when we ran in, We ran inside zone. I'm not kidding you, 13 times in a row on one drive. That's a long drive, Joe, right there, if I've ever heard of one. Just over and over and over and over. Dude, I got oxygen the moment I got to the sideline. And he got stopped on, like, the one-yard line, and we called quarterback sneak. And I'm like, <laughs> Man, that sucks. <laughs> he just did all this work. <laughs> he just did all this work, and we tush pushed it in the end zone. <laughs> oh, man. Right now. Yeah, the offense uh, started out a little slow, man. The offense was a little slow, but um, he was a key factor in getting that thing going for you guys. And uh, do you like when the offense turns into like a full run the fucking ball down your throat kind of offense? Does that does that get offensive linemen fired up? For sure. Yeah, I think there's there's an amount yeah. of testosterone and energy that you feel when you're <laughs> oh, running yeah. the ball over and over and over again. I will say my favorite drive of the game was the one where we had uh, three plays and we threw a bomb to uh, Devontae Smith for uh, whatever it was. <laughs> hey, three plays, I'm out of here. Let's go. Hey, yeah, that right now. Hit the coolers, baby. I'm all about doing what is available and, you know, what is going to be successful. They were playing a lot of deep zone coverage, trying to prevent the big play, giving us boxes that were conducive for inside zone, and we kept running it. And, you know, I think um, – Conducive for inside zone. All right now. And we, we kept doing it. And I think, um, you know, they, their clear effort right now, and it was the same way in week one, is, you know, prevent the big plays. Don't let A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Hurts – you know, hurt you down the field, you know, make them put together long drives. And um, I think that, you know, we ended up figuring it out throughout the game. That's what you want to do. You know, I think we adjusted better. First game, I don't think we adjusted throughout the game as a team and 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 executed as a team. We were too inconsistent, too mistake-friendly. This game, it felt like, even when we were kind of struggling early on, it felt like everybody was on the same page, like it was only a matter of time. And then once it started clicking, it started clicking. I mean, even at the end of the game, I know it ended up being close, but we had a couple big long touchdown passes called back. We had one that wasn't um, uh, a pass interference that was missed on AJ. So, I mean, you know, I think that we really got into a rhythm there and uh, adjusted well throughout the game and started getting something going, which was fun to do offensively. Yes, sir. Well, it was fun to watch, man. It was fun to watch. And like you said, we always say this, man. When you see a new piece of the puzzle emerge, like that shit's the best, man. So shout yeah. out to D Swift for uh, for going crazy in the hometown, man. The I know that had to yeah, be an awesome night for him, man. The touchback rule. Early on in the game, uh, Justin Jefferson fumbled out of the end zone. That is the end zone that he was trying to score, to, score in, resulting in a touchback. Everybody knows that's been a very controversial uh I don't know, penalty or whatever you want to call it. Rule. Rule in the uh, in the NFL uh, game. And it happened with 34 seconds left in the first half as they were trying to go in and score. It was a big, t- big moment in the game. I mean, uh, I certainly loved moment. it being a rule on Thursday. That's um, what I'm saying. I'm not about to comment on this shit because if it happens to me, <laughs> I fucking hate it. But when it happens to, to another team, I'm like, yes. I mean, it's... I will take the ball gladly. Take the ball in the 20-yard line. I have never... I'll. Like, very admittedly, I have never been someone to think that this rule sucks. 
I'm I'm with I'm with you in that, man. I don't know why. I I kind of like it. It's like a different dynamic. Like there's not too many like the safety. First of all, I think safeties are awesome. And I think they should potentially be worth more points than they are. But um the the fumble in the end zone, I feel like it's just a cool wrinkle to the game. I don't know. And I know that I'm on Right now, it appears that I'm on this side because we just benefited from it. But I'm kind of usually on that side. I'm not. I, I'm being as honest as I can in this assessment. I've always kind of liked the rule. Like when it happens, it's exciting. It's like, oh, they just got the ball back. They were about to give him a touchdown. Now they're on the twenty yard line. Is it in? Is it in there? So, did did it go through? Did it go through? That was yeah. a controversial one too, man. That was the I know, one. It like, went did over it go the pylon. It's like, man, did is it that really? Rule? I don't know if that went over. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm rooting for the Eagles, so yeah, went over. It, it, that definitely one hundred percent went over. Are you kidding me? It was questionable, but it went up. Um, is this something receivers practice? I would say it, it might not be something that we practice, uh, or the offense is very like it's taught for sure that you don't you reach. don't necessarily extend the ball yeah. anywhere close to the to the goal unless line, especially if you're going into yeah, you know what I mean. Unless it's a gotta have it, and you gotta just yep. you know send it, but. I would say that uh, everyone you still have to be know. very strategic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've done it plenty of times. Every meeting we show guys don't reach. Coach has do not reach for this ball at the end zone. You, you never reach when you're going into end zone, and they show clips like this. And then you see a guy diving from the five yard line, full extension. <laughs> it's got to be so hard when you're three yard. I'm about to get there. If I just reach, I'm, I'm gonna get yeah. a touchdown. Dude. No! <laughs> No, 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 no. I'll tell no, you no. what, man. I didn't fall back. I was down. 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 No, 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 no. I was. I was down. Right. I was down. Right. <laughs> or yeah, either that or you. You get in. You know the funny thing is too when somebody f- fumbles the ball and they come back to the huddle and you're like, hey, uh, you know, was that a fumble or not? That you know right away by the look on their face whether that was a fumble. It's like. <laughs> Some guys give complete false hope. Like some guys would be like, I had it. I was down. I was down. Coach, throw the flag. I was so down. And then they're not down. Yeah, and it's just all. like, God damn it. <laughs> like he, I am giving full disclosure. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah, Coach hey, Reed comes up to me. Hey, were you yeah. down? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Coach, I'm pretty sure I fumbled that. that. I'm pretty sure that was yeah, not. I fucked um, that one up. That's yeah. on me. Even the guys that are trying to act like they were down. I feel like that's a giveaway too. Like they're trying too hard. They're like, no, no way. I was down. I promise. <laughs> no, no. It's like they're like pleading mercy. Just like, please, please. No, I was down. I was down. Yeah. Lord have mercy. I don't think it's the worst rule in football. What do you think is the worst rule in football, Jason? Worst rule in football. This is a no dumb question if I've ever heard one. Probably that it's a touchback all the way out to the 25, no matter where you fair catch it on kickoffs now, uh, which is pretty much – has there been like a kickoff return in the NFL this year? Like everybody's just fair catching it. Yeah. Uh, unless that it's like squid. deflating. We talked about that last year. It's pretty yeah. deflating. I'm not a fan of the rule. Um, but Not a fan of that one at all. Damn, that's a pretty good one. I was going to say uh, targeting was a, was a pretty dumb rule. Mm. Just when you think of football growing up, man, I think of just guys getting decapitated yeah, running down the field. And, man, that just brought such an electric play and just a feeling that I fucking love, man. 
Not so good for the receivers, but like the targeting rule. All right. And the crackback rule, man. Why can't I crack back? Well, that's they, the like, one. If I catch the ball and I'm not looking at a guy, he can fucking. This is the one I agree with. What? No, ah. this is what I agree with you on targeting a receiver. To me, it makes sense. Like a guy is extending for the ball. And you hit him. He's a very defensive person. Since when are you de- like? And when I was growing up, <laughs> you put your head on a swivel. Like you, you got defense. Like, you can get blocked you, anywhere. Like you, it's my it's, fault. Your awareness is low. Yeah, it's your job yeah, to you, understand you, that you're in a situation where there might be somebody on the other you side. You might of get fucking cracked. Yeah, like that's the one that doesn't that I don't get. But to play it even, you know what I mean. You can't have. You know I mean, no crackbacks and then tree sure can they did. They, they had that. For, that was a rule for like 10 years. No, but what I'm saying is to make it fair for the defense, like targeting, take targeting out, take crackbacks out. And now it's it's even. You know what I mean? Like an offensive player can crack back. A defensive player can just absolutely tee off on a guy. If the if you know, what I mean, if the ball's in his hand or something, I just think it should be back. It should be back to the old rules. You just can't hit a player in the head. You should be able to blow somebody up on a crackback block, but you can't hit him in the head. Outside of that, it's on his own self to have his held on a swivel and to protect himself. I can see that, especially on the flip side with the, de- the defensive guy going after a receiver, going up against a defenseless receiver. Yeah, yeah you can the hit helmet that guy to helmet stuff. I understand that. As long that. as it's not but helmet to helmet, if you catch me in my ribs, my chest, my That's legs, fair game, baby. You're not allowed to light a guy up anymore. So I, th- I think that they've gone overboard in protecting players that should have their head on a swivel. I think that that's uh, we've we've been declared. Yeah, well, that was fun. All right, I got to wrap up our game a little bit. I you know still you know we didn't have this in the rundown, but I feel like I got to touch on it. You know, hey, we got to play better. I think that that's the number one thing that we're focused on. Uh, we're happy that we're two and zero, but you know we just want to keep working. You know, we had thirty four points, but we also had four turnovers from our. Uh, defense and special teams. Whenever you have four turnovers, the game shouldn't be close. And um, I think that right now, all of us are looking forward. You know, we're happy that we played better this week offensively than we did the week before. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep this thing rolling. So I think you guys sounded real accountable. There's you guys, you and Jalen on the uh, the podium after the game. You stayed up for the podium after the game? Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I was wide awake. I was just watching some NFL football getting fired up. <laughs> First Thursday night of the game, first Thursday night game of the year. <laughs> there so we like go. Football's back, baby. I'm watching it. Even the freaking college stuff with Dion and everybody. I'm fired up watching football right now, man. There we go. Except for my Bearcats lost, man. Fuck! Is that the first time in 18 years? We haven't lost since my freshman year. No, we lost before my freshman year. My freshman year, I vividly remember running across the turf at Nippert Stadium and getting the victory bell from Miami. And we haven't lost yeah. since this year. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Cincinnati and uh, Miami of Ohio are uh, our rivals. And um, there's the uh, Liberty Bell that we uh, that we play for every single year. Not the Liberty. Victory Bell. Liberty Bell is the one that's in Philadelphia. Victory Bell is... What's the difference? It, it looks like the Liberty Bell. I mean, it's 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 like a... What's the difference? Uh, it's a bell. They're both bells. Are they both correct? I don't think the Victory Bell is correct. One was in National Treasure and the other one's real. All right. I mean, maybe it. we should make a Cincinnati treasure hunt and <laughs> include the... Well, I guess now it's in Miami, Ohio. Fuck. Fuck! They beat us, man. I wonder if they even knew what to do. Like, if you haven't won in that long, how do you even know that you're supposed to run across the field and get the bell? 
Does somebody tell you? That's a good point. None of those coaches or players were there the last time Miami won it. Maybe. What if they all just went? Did we actually know if they ran over to the bell or did they just like go to the uh, locker room? You told me that the Miami fans almost took down the buses. Yeah. Friend friend of mine, teammate of mine, Blaine Gabbert, his little brother is the quarterback that beat us over at Miami. Played a hell of a game. Congrats. Yeah. Way to go. Young. I almost called him Young Blaine. Young Gabbert, who is a dog. Yeah. He actually is a pretty damn good quarterback, man. Mm-hmm. Um, But they... uh. Rumor has it that the, uh, what are they, the Red Hawks, the Miami Red Hawks? Uh, now they are, yeah. The Miami Red Hawks were, uh, the fans were waiting for them back at the uh, university and were shaking the buses trying to get these guys to come off uh, the bus and party with them. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that Miami of Ohio was a pretty fun night uh, last Saturday. They probably enjoyed that one. Shout out to our Bearcats, man. I got faith that we're going to get this thing right. We got we got Oklahoma coming up, man. Coming to the nip this week. Let's foot, what a bounce back game. Huh? Here we go, baby. Huh? We've, we've go, had Bearcats. a few uh, few runs at the Sooners uh, over the past uh, decade or so. Yeah. I remember I think playing we've lost twice when I was at UC. It was close. Yeah, it's a different day and age, though, baby. Different yeah. day and age. We're in the Big Twelve now, baby, and we're we're here to make a statement. Come on, let's go. Let's go, Bearcats. Let's go, Cats. Let's go, Cats. In the nip. We never played Oklahoma in the nip. That's going to be a cool experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We need a hostile nipper stadium. Come Guys on. flying the fuck around, baby. I'm going to be tuned in. Me and Blake Bell and Creed Humphrey probably have a few beers. Freaking Lane Johnson. Ooh, we all, man, we all, we, well, there's a lot of Oklahoma Sooners in the NFL. Shout out to another one of our sponsors, State Farm. That's right. State Farm helps you score an affordable price when you bundle home and auto with the personal price plan. The personal price plan lets you call the plays so you can choose home and auto insurance coverage that fits your needs at a price that you can afford. And bundling home and auto, that's a pro move and just another way to save with the State Farm personal price plan. So talk to a State Farm agent today. To learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you know one thing about this show, it's that on occasion there is a giant dog behind me. And you've probably been wondering just what the hell I feed that thing. And the answer is the farmer's dog. That's right. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. Mm. Is developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to even human food safety standards. How about that? How about that? And my wife prefers they eat this over the gophers in the backyard. Nice. It's the best option for dogs at all stages because it's not kibble. It's not nope. canned goo. Nope. It's just real healthy food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog uh, based on their unique nutritional needs. So get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash new heights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Leave the canned goo to your kids because we feed them canned goo all the time. <laughs> Chiefs 17, Jaguars 9. Um, how about that? Let's fucking go. One and one, baby. Hey, one and one. Hey, ho. 
back on the wind train. We got a knee update almost immediately in practice on Friday with this video of you clutching your knee in pain. Enough with this fucking knee. It looked like you were clutching it in pain, but of course you were just trying to get the cameras on you so you could dance. Typical Travis fashion. Hey, everyone, look at me and watch me dance. <laughs> All right now. Look at me. Look at me. How, how far in advance did you plan that? I think I know the exact TikTok video. That you stole that from. Well, I, who I stole it from was uh, Kansas City current soccer player. Um, yes, the uh, the women's soccer, the National Women's Soccer League uh, team, Kansas City current um, here in Kansas City. Um, one of their players actually did this after a goal in a game. Oh, no way. And it's a, such a long fucking run from where we stretch to where my first period is and uh, or where the first like period of practice is. So it's like a hundred yard sprint and I could just feel the cameras following me. Yeah. And I was just being me. I couldn't help myself. So love it. Well, everyone loved it. Shout out to the twerk, twerk team. We also got some great footage of you and Chris Jones practicing your uh, crotch chops. Uh, right now you talking about crotch chops, <laughs> crotch chops. Is that what they're actually called? Uh, that's a suck it if I've right. D Generation X, baby. That's what it is. I got my dog Stone Cold Jones back in the building. You were short stroking it. You were doing short strokes, and Chris was like long stroking it. He was like all the way up top. Chris. <laughs> I don't know if we can say that, uh, but. <laughs> no, different strokes for different folks. All right now. What all went into the decision to play this week with the knee? How, what? Was the process like for you? Yeah, man. I was uh I was trying to do anything I could do to get back for week one. And um and that started the day after the game to try and get ready for game two. It was a lot of work on the table with my guy uh, David Glover in the in the building. Shout out the shout out to Glove. Any relation to Danny? He actually it does. I believe Shut there the is a relationship. Up. I swear Your to God. Your trainer is related to Danny Glover. I believe so, yes. I'll have to confirm it. I don't know if he was fucking with me the last time I asked him this, but I'm pretty sure he is. That's amazing if that's true. Yeah, so I'm doing everything I possibly can to get back. And uh, that being said, it was even more so the second week. Um, the days where we had, quote unquote, off. Just a lot of a lot of time in the training room, a lot of time doing uh, muscle activation. Um, I was fortunate that when they took the uh, the swelling, as Jay, Jay Glazer uh throughout their 45 cc's of swelling and blood uh taken out of my knee it, it really helped uh kind of the swelling of what was going on and those of you that don't know this when there's a lot of swelling in your knee your muscles turn off yeah uh to, to kind of protect it so just like it's the best way to uh solve all your computer problems you got to turn it off turn it back on you know turn, turn it off, off turn, it, turn off. it back on baby <laughs> so i was turning everything back on and it took me just about the whole week to actually feel comfortable in uh and how I was moving, not thinking about it. So during the game, I was pretty good. There were a few plays out there. I mean, it's football. You get banged up. Yeah, I saw you limping after a couple of them. You didn't see me fucking limp. Fuck I saw you, you limping so to the sideline uh, on one of them. I saw you limping a little bit. Yeah, but that was my calf. Oh, it wasn't your knee. Yeah. That's what we're going to say. Right, cool. You're in every morning getting treatment. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't, there was never a tough decision. I'll say that there was never a tough decision to play the game. I was playing the game in my head the entire time. Did you practice every day? Yeah. I was eliminated a lot of stuff. We were trying to kind of gauge it as the week was going, but you were out there moving around. Yeah. I was out there twerking. Well, let's get straight into uh, the next biggest part of the game, which is of course, Travis Kelsey's pregame fit. 
which I don't know if this is like Colombian Medellin uh, cartel or more Bollywood, uh, but it is stylish. Bollywood, baby. What uh, what material are those pants? Um, that's a good question. It's probably a, a mixed material. Is it linen? No, it was a little heavier than linen. Uh, the shirt's definitely silk. The shirt is silk, right? 100%. It's actually silk scarves, that uh, old Chanel scarves that a designer put together. So they took old silk and made it into a t-shirt? Yeah, a so bunch you, of old scarves, yeah. So you're, it's actually pretty creative. So you're basically wearing like a thrift wearing, shop It was nice item. and smooth going what? down there to Florida. I feel like getting Disco Dan. I felt like, you know what I mean, trying to get funky out there. I was trying to, you know what I mean, get the, I was trying to be grooving. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you're in Jacksonville. That is very, just a groovy, just that's a groovy hot weather, fit right there. like friendly attire, other than the pants. I could feel, no, I could feel the breeze through those pants. I mean, they're airy. It was nice. They're airy pants. It's nice. That's good. They're flowy. They're flowy. Those they pants are, are pantsing, man. F- they are flowy. kind of fucking pants. You can see the flow in the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think this outfit would look as good uh, without the mustache? Or do you think the mustache really sets it off? Nope. The mustache just fits perfectly in there. It does. Doesn't it? It's like the V of the buttons continues and then it gets finished around your upper lip. It just, it's um, just the picture of it. It's like it, it brings it full circle and it creates a triangle, which as we know from basketball and football, we're all about triangles. You went into a fucking full geometry. There's one thing that the Aztecs and uh, Egyptians slash aliens taught us. It's all about triangles and pyramids. You know what I mean? They got that right. Let's talk about the next big thing from the game, which is Chris Jones is finally back. Stone Cold Jones. How about that? Now, he, he was limited. Straight they, off they, the couch. They, they warmed off. him up, but he's, I mean, what do you have? 51 Straight st- out the stands. 51 <laughs> snaps, no training camp? He went straight out the couch. He was straight out the stands, baby. He came straight out from the suite right into 1.5 sacks. Did you talk to Chris about, like, what he what he was doing and everything? Like, No. No, no I, didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I had no care to talk to him about yeah. anything. I was just happy that my guy was back. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> well, he didn't seem Get to lose a step. There. One and a half sacks. Pass deflection, picked up right where he left off. That's my dog. Defense as a whole has looked really good the first two games. George Karloftis getting in there, man. George! Four sacks, four tackles for loss, seven quarterback hits. Um, Even the first game uh, looked really, really good as well. They held the Jaguars to 0-3 in the red zone, 0-2 on fourth down. Obviously, Jaguars not executing the 92% drill to uh, high percentages. They've only allowed 23 points through the first two games. That's, I mean, that's good defense. Spags has got them boys playing now. No, everybody's dialed in over there right now. Did you anticipate this happening coming out of training camp? Like, what? What do you think is the 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 key that has had these guys rolling so well? Um, everybody's dialed in, man. It's a uh, a lot of a lot of guys are returning. We didn't lose too many guys. We obviously we lost Juan Thornhill. Um, Frank Clark, uh, two key pieces. But at the same time, we got a lot of young guys who love playing the game and love love going out there and just making plays, man. And um, that being said, I think our secondary is outstanding. Um, I think our, our backers right now are flying around, getting to the football, just causing havoc. And our D-line is freaking playing outstanding, getting to the QB and stopping the run right now. It's just everybody's sinking. Um, and we got to start to, you know, put put up fucking points as an offense. Uh, we got way too much firepower. We got the best quarterback in the league, best offensive mind in the league. So I just uh, – that's on us. That's on us to get things going. But um, 
I think uh, everybody in the building knows we can't hurt ourselves like we've been doing it, man. These first two games, it's been just penalty on top of penalty and playing behind the sticks. I think we had over five uh, second and 20s. and It's a lot of penalties, a lot of false starts, holdings. It's just stuff that we're kicking ourselves, and um, I can't do what I've been doing, and uh, that's being frustrated with uh, what's going on out there and uh, getting – personal foul penalties or unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. I got to be able to keep my, uh, keep my, yeah, um, what happened on that? Cause the only thing control, I, I got to ask that cause on your personal foul, the only thing we saw in the TV copy, what do you do when you, when you get frustrated, well, Jason, you throw your fucking helmet. I didn't right? see you throw it though. I just saw you, helmet. I just saw right? you unbuckle you exactly it really aggressively. I, did. yeah. I didn't see the throw. <laughs> they didn't the show start. it on TV. That's the spark to the match. So you uh, unbuckled it. And then the moment the t- camera panned away, we don't see it, but you, you threw it. Or what's his name? What was for the Browns? Yeah. Cost the game. Cost the game. Thankfully, this didn't cost the game. Yeah, I got to keep my fucking helmet on until I get to the sidelines. I got to keep my composure. All righty. Let's get to history. You and Pat making history. You guys connect on a nine-yard touchdown reception for the Big Yeti's first touchdown of the season, baby. And you celebrate by immediately punting the ball as high <laughs> into the end zone as possible. <laughs> i tell you what. I got that one good, man. I got that one good. What's more satisfying, throwing or punting balls into the end, fans? Oh, there's nothing better than just fucking punting something, dude. Punting is just, you get more force. You know what I mean? You get more force into the ball. Punting, it's it, it does feel. I've never felt that, but it just. You see it fly usually a little bit further. What, do you know how far it made it? Did it make it uh, upper deck? I mean, the upper deck isn't like a heat, like a upper, upper deck. You know what I mean? The stadium's kind of built like a soccer stadium. So it was mid-level? Yeah, it was probably like a, but that thing was up there, man. That thing was up there. It had a good. Uh, good hang time? Good hang time. Nice. Anyways, you and Pat made history on that touchdown catch. You guys officially become the most touchdown connections in Kansas City Chiefs history with 47. You pass Len Dawson and Otis Taylor. You are now fourth in NFL history among quarterback tight end connections. Um, what's it mean that, uh, you know, you guys have done this alongside each other? You know, records are meant to be broken, man. Um, the funny thing is, is that I'm probably old enough and Pat is still young enough that Pat could possibly take this record over with somebody else. <laughs> you know, I mean, he could break this record with somebody else later in his career. Who knows, man? Um, I mean, it's cool. It's cool because I got so much respect for Len Dawson, Otis Taylor, the, 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 you know, the legends of the game of football, let alone the legends here in Kansas city. So uh, to be, you know, in conversations with that and uh, kind of, you know, just hold another record is pretty cool, man. Well, 92 uh, percenters famously helped us get Chad Henney's playoff touchdown pass ball that uh, you threw into the stands back. Should we ask them to retrieve? I don't think anybody cares about this one. That's why I thought you'd stand, but I thought I'd ask anyways. Anyways, not the only history Pat made this past week, as uh, Ian Rappaport reports. Um, in the restructured Patrick Mahomes agreement, he now receives $210.6 million between 2023 and 2026. God Damn. Damn. The most in NFL history over a four-season span. Golly. His compensation for those years is guaranteed. With escalators, the agreement could reach $218.1 million by the end of 2026. So he's over $50 million a year for the next four years. Pretty, uh, pretty, yeah. pretty, and it's pretty, pretty good. much guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, things are nice in the Mahomes household, it seems. All right, now. 
I wonder what he's going to buy with all that money. What does he buy? Well, apparently the Kansas City Royals, uh, female soccer teams. He already, he already bought those two. Yeah, well, he, already, he didn't buy the, he didn't he buy the women's like soccer that. team. You know, Let me clear maybe, it up. He did not buy the women's soccer team. Brittany Mahomes bought the women's soccer team. Pat well, got I in mean, they're, on. They're, they're one, though. They're married. They're, they're tag now, team. They are they're tag team. One. They're a tag team couple. They are yeah. now one, 100%. Yeah. Pat was more on the uh, the MLS team. They own a female team, an MLS team, and a baseball team. I'm pretty sure all the sports teams, except for Kansas City. Seems like good investments. Can somebody look up if Mahomes owns the uh, or has a share in the uh, MLS, the Sporting KC team? He does. Nice. So what team can we start as we're getting close to retirement of just going into professional, the paddle invest in? What what team? Can, should we make a spike ball team and have Pat own us? Spike ball. Fuck. Do you think he would buy? Are you, you even Pat, any good at spike ball? I don't know, but I mean, Pat's investing in every sports team possible. I don't even know if we have to be good. It sounds like you just give him a chance to invest in a sports throwing, team. He's, he's got just, too much I'm money. It's, got, it's too competitive. That this sounds fun. I'm in. <laughs> this guy's just jumping in everything that's exciting. That's cool. We've talked about this before. What, what's an Olympic sport we can... Have we, are Bob's there any lit. new leagues? What's uh, a new league? Pickleball? Pickleball leagues? I think pickleball. he's already in on a pickleball team, though. God, what is he not in? Esports? We don't even got to move. Our knees don't work very well anymore. Let's just go straight to esports. <sighs> we're gonna we're behind uh, on the on the fucking video game train, though, man. When's the last time you played video games? Yeah, but we got accelerator. I mean, I feel like if you drink three accelerators, you can catch up pretty quick on the esports. There's kids drinking accelerator already. There's kids drinking accelerator. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we got to figure out something that we can get Pat to invest in because uh, this football thing's ending quick. All right. Anyways, not the only history made on Sunday between you and Pat. You, my friend, also made tight end history. I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, but with your first two receptions in the game, you moved past Hall of Fame tight end and New Heights guest, Shannon Sharp, um. who uh, previously has had uh, 815 receptions. You now are the fourth most receptions by a tight end in NFL history. How does it feel to surpass Unk? Man, it feels good to be playing in this day and age because <laughs> Shannon would probably have way more. He'd have some receptions, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have way more than 815 yeah. uh, if he played in today's game. But it's cool. It's cool to be, you know, thrown in his uh, in his greatness, um, in all of his greatness, knowing how much I, uh, I appreciate who he is as a mentor and, you yeah. know, who he's been for this game. Um, and what he does on ESPN now. <laughs> the guy's electric. He's a beast. You know? He's good at anything he does. And uh, everything he touches turns to gold, man. Shout out to Unk. Or uh, King Midas, as uh, he might be referred to from now on. Anyways, you're now statistically along the uh, Mount Rushmore all-time list for receptions. The only three ahead of you are Antonio Gates at 955, Jason Witten at 1228, and Tony Gonzalez at a massive 1325. Damn, that's a lot of catches, man. I mean, bro, you got a lot of ways to go to try and catch Tony on the reception. I don't know if that's that's I'm not even looking at that list. Tony's yards and receptions are fighting. It's insane. The the pace that I'd have to stay on um is ridiculous. So I'm not even going to I'm not even going to play into that one. Um but Cool to be uh in the in in the same you know group as uh as the greats like this man. Dougie P. The last thing I want to get to. We talked about it beforehand. Did you get yeah. Doug Peterson's visor? I see you oh. shaking your head. Why didn't no, you? Why didn't. didn't you do this? What do you mean? Why didn't I? Because Jason, the only reason why you did that is because you were about to retire last year and you wanted no, to do that. Otherwise, no, you were not. going out. I so wanted it because it's, it. I don't know how many times you I'm going to play. You know the Doug. next time you're going to play him, so yeah. you're like, oh, if I want to, yeah, I know I'm not stopping anytime soon. So I'm going to get another chance and 
if I ever am selfish enough to make a documentary about myself, I'll get it on the doc. I did ask our um, our team psychologist. I said, how big of a narcissist am I for making a documentary? And she said, her exact words were, I don't think you came across as a narcissist. You kind, you came across as a, um, as a good person with what was her phrase? Um, perfectly normal problems <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jody. All right. Nice. AG1. How about that? Our next partner is one that's been with us for a long time, and it's AG1. The daily foundational nutritional supplement that helps give me the energy and nutrition to power through workouts and get through the grind of an NFL season. You might not believe this, but I take AG1 every day. Not a fucking chance you take it every day, Jason. Every day, every day. How do you think I get through this podcast? Why did you start taking it? This is uh, Sometimes I just go accelerator straight into the AG1, stir and mix. Oh, (laughs) boy. You want to talk about starting your day as an NFL player, a father of three and a documentary maker, a cow farmer. What else are we uh, a Christmas album maker, a carpenter. Okay. Anyways, I got a lot going on and taking AG one gives me peace of mind that I'm getting comprehensive nutrition that supports my whole body health. Listen, if you watch this man's documentary, you know, he needs something to simplify his life. That's true. And that's why AG one works so well for me All right, because it simplifies my supplement routine so that I know I'm getting my multivitamins, my probiotic and more in one simple drink. When I take AG one daily, it helps me sustain energy, supports my mental clarity and improves digestion. Focus. You get the drift. All right, now, so if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. (laughs) Who doesn't like vitamin D? All right, now, five free AG1 travel packs with just your first purchase. You get both of those. That's right. So go to drinkag1.com slash new heights. That's drinkag1.com slash new heights. Check it out. We need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time, and that's to avoid us from being decelerated. That's because it's Accelerator Active Energy Drink. That's right. Now, if you've been looking for something with zero sugar that gives Mm. you sustained energy and gets that metabolism going, but also gives you the enhanced focus you need to record a podcast or just go about your fucking day, you got to check out Accelerator Active Energy Drink. This orange mango is mangoing like a motherfucker today. Mm. I am fired up. I could fucking punch myself and get excited. We're double mangoed. But we're, I'm not. We're mangoing it up. That's what it does, man. That. It just makes you want to do shit. You know? I guess just technically it's orange mango. Nonstop but... shit. Love it. Love mm. it. It's some good shit, shit at that. Just no, like it's, good, it's some good shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, were we talking about actual shit or are we just talking about shit shit? Oh, it's got caffeine stuff, in it. Shit isn't stuff. It's got natural or, caffeine. You are but going you're talking about like shit isn't stuff, shit. not shit shit. Oh, you're saying that is it's like coffee, like makes you shit. Accelerator Active Energy Drink is available nationwide at Target, Hy V, and Quick Trip. On to the next bold topic, player insights on NFL storylines. Let's start off with some quick thoughts about the biggest things that happened from week two in the NFL. All right now. Week two is all about the double-digit comebacks. Four teams, the Falcons, Giants, Titans, and Commanders, overcame deficits of at least 10 points to win in week two. Why are we seeing so many wild upsets, Trav? What do you think it is? (laughs) Welcome to any given Sunday, motherfuckers. (laughs) It's the NFL. Anybody can get their ass beat if they don't show up, man. And and that's that's stand true. That has stood true since uh, the beginning of time. That's why we only had one team go undefeated uh, ever in the NFL and um, 
it's not going to look, it's not looking like we'll see another one this year. No doubt. And you just, uh, you never know, man. Teams can get schemed up. Guys could, uh, have bad games. It, 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 you never know what's going to happen on a Sunday, man. Um, and that's what makes this game so fucking fun to watch and so much fun to play. So this is, I guess, I guess the, the one thing that I think is, leading to some of these more like chaotic games or games that have huge swings is exactly what you just said. It's early in the season. Teams are coming out with schemes that teams are still trying to figure out and process. So in the middle of the game, a team might get a team, the opposition for a couple quarters. Yeah. I'm saying team a lot. So early in the game, you might come out with a defense or an offense that is hitting on all cylinders. Then all of a sudden you get an adjustment because the opposition sees it and kind of recognizes it. I think that it's always like this in the first four weeks. You know, you're seeing defenses that teams have been waiting to unleash. You're seeing offenses and offensive plays that teams have been holding back in preseason games. And uh, I think that that is kind of leading to some of the more uh, chaotic and, you know, um, Less consistent, I guess, games, if that makes sense. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's why like I just said that's why it's football, man. You gotta show up every single game, man. And uh and even even when you do get those games where, you know, it seems like the other team just has a tick or they're they got some things figured out or they got a good scheme, you gotta find a way to dig those games out and find a way to get a dub. Uh especially if you think or believe that you're the better team. Um and that's what makes football fun, man. Sometimes it's you just got to, it's all grit and all hard out there, baby. Yeah, man. Um, one, one of the craziest games out there, the Broncos almost forced oh OT my gosh, did versus you see the Commanders. This game? It was insane. Russell Wilson, Sean the Payton. The fighting Eric B. Enemies, baby. How about that, dude? EB, baby. <laughs> EB. I'm telling you, dog. Off to a 2 0 start. Him. Um, he got that dog in him. Shout out to EB. Russell Wilson completed a crazy 50 yard Hail Mary to put them within two to tie the game up in the fourth quarter at the end of the game. Dude, that was so electric. Couldn't get Tip it in. Three times. God, God. How about that? That was electric, man. Couldn't convert the two point conversion, though, putting them at 0 2 to start the season. Yeah. For fans of all the teams that are now 0 2, is it too early to panic? I think unquestionably not at all. It is still early. 0 2. The only team that it could have been, it could have been like kind of questionable was uh, the Giants because the Giants went six quarters without putting up a single point. And that's when, that's when you panic. But. My guy Mike Kafka and uh, Coach Dayball found a way to bring fight have the second second half comeback, um, uh, another electric game um, in the NFC East. How about it, huh? Three two and O teams. Yeah, boys got some fighters over there, man. But as you know, it's too early for anybody. Whether you're two and O, O and two, there have been many teams that have won the Super Bowl that have started O and two or worse. I think the Patriots infamously. Made and won a uh, Super Bowl starting off 0 and 4 one year. I'm near positive that happened. It was 0 and 4, 1 and 3. Either way, um, yeah, definitely not time to panic, especially like even the teams that are 0 and 2, like the Patriots very easily could have won our game. Uh, the Chargers have been explosive on offense. If they fix it on defense, they're turned right around the Browns. Or I guess the Browns aren't zero two; they're one one. Yeah, the Browns are one one. Bengals, yeah. Bengals could have won. Vikings have been in two close games. There's a lot of close games that have happened. The Bengals have been blown out in both their games, haven't they? They've, no, they were close to this the, one. It was a three point game against the Ravens gotcha. this past week. It's the first game that they got. Yeah, but yeah, I have no doubt that Joe Burrow and company are going to 
fix those things offensively and get it going. Cowboys defeated the Jets 30 to 10. Damn. Just beating the Giants 40 to nothing in week one. Damn. Largest point differential in the NFL, unquestionably right now, by I'm pretty sure a wide margin at plus 60. All right. I don't know, man. Cowboys looking good through two games. Uh, how important is it to stack wins early? NFC East, man. Starting off how they how they finished last year, man. Yeah, man. It's tough football, man. You look at uh, both the defensive fronts, or really all the defensive fronts in that freaking division, and everybody's got some dogs, man. Yeah, don't remind me. I don't need to hear that. Everybody's got some dogs, and they're coming for you, Jason. I know. They're coming for you twice a a year. Got six games against unreal players. Yeah. No, there's a a bunch of good football being played right now. Like you said, Cowboys, I think they're for real. 49ers, I think they're for real. For sure. How about the Falcons? Our guy Desmond Ritter, man, coming out. Getting a fuck, get, getting dubs this year. Yeah, man. Baker Mayfield coming out two and zero down there in the NFC South. You know who else looks really good right now? Um, and I thought they looked really good last year before Tua got hurt. But dude, the Dolphins. I mean, offensively, the firepower that they're throwing with right now, um, they have looked fantastic. I think through the first two weeks. Uh, but as we just stated, it's only two games, and you know we're going to see a lot of changing throughout this season. It's a long, long season. But I will say, that's a lot of NFC teams on the 2-0 list. That's all I'm saying. NFC, once again, maybe outperforming expectations. Let's get to some college football. Coach Prime! How about this, man? Dude, is there a better story in NFL, college, high school, anywhere across the football landscape than Coach Prime right now? Colorado. Who? I mean... Dude. Deion Sanders, man, and the fighting Buffaloes, man. He started it last year and all of a sudden has exploded in Division One with the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, man. We can't do a proper week without diving into this. Colorado's Ooh. comeback thriller against Colorado State, obviously a rivalry game, on Saturday night registered 93. No way. 9.3 million. I was about to say 93 million. What is this, the Super Bowl? 9.3 million viewers watched the Colorado-Colorado State game. It was ESPN's fifth most-watched college football game ever and the most-watched football game of this season. Colorado wins 43-35 in double overtime. God, dude. Everybody stayed up for that one, man. Action-packed. The game was awesome to watch. I don't know if you watched it. I didn't. I, I was not part of the 9.3 million. On the East Coast, you had to stay up till 1, 1 a.m. or something like that to to watch that last drive or that final drive uh, or even OT, man. That, that that game was awesome to watch, man. The the, the drama, the uh, the hype going into it with the uh, the Colorado State coach um, saying what he said about Dion not being raised right or whatever with the sunglasses and, and, and hat. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Every bit of it was so much fun to watch. Uh, both Deion Sanders' sons are absolutely electric. <laughs> one of his sons had a had a pick six. The other one had, you know, just an outstanding game. One of the, I think one of the Heisman finalists so far this year, mm-hmm. and he's completely taken over the world of college football. There's not a single second on any of the sports networks that you know. If you're talking about college football, you're not talking about Deion Sanders. There's not a single segment that that, that goes by without talking about. It. And it's just, I think it's awesome for the game. I think it's awesome, but for the way that he is approaching it, the way he presents himself, the way he presents his team. Um, a lot of people, you know, like to throw around the word arrogant and how he he's just a fearless leader, man. And I love every bit of it, man. Loves his players. Loves his team. Unapologetically himself. I would assume that every 
college kid and every high school kid wants to go to Colorado and play for Deion Sanders. Yeah. I know I know if I had it <laughs> if I had a second to go back and play another couple of years I'd that? do it. <sighs> I think you hit the nail on right the head, now. Trav. He's unapologetically himself. It's not a show. He's not doing something to, you know, get likes. And I think that sometimes it appears that way potentially because of how I mean just a, a outgoing like outlandish personality that he is. A confident individual, man. We talk about this all the time. One of the things I love that Andy Reid says a lot, that Nick Sirianni says a lot, let your personality show. And I like when coaches are being themselves, are being authentic, are showing emotion. Now, it's hard to do that and maintain in the game and maintain coaching. Like, that's a difficult thing to to be able to do. But, I mean, Dion is doing it damn good right now. Oh, yeah. He's changing what it appears to – to look like and act as a head coach. He's changing what it means to be a successful coach at all levels. I love everything that he's standing for right now, watching him go out there. His team clearly loves playing for him. There's a lot oh, yeah. of energy from his teams. Um, I might have missed this one, but, I mean, any other chance I get to watch Colorado, I'm, I'm going to be watching these boys. And I know they got Oregon this week. That's going to be a got Oregon fun this week. One. That'll be a big Woo! test for him, man. That'll be a big test. Doc on Saturday. You got Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Colorado, Oregon. Got some big games. Got some good college football coming up. Let's hit these last two topics real quick. Ref says, I'm talking to America here. In other news around the league, as a referee, Alex Kemp was announcing a penalty in the Seahawks Lions game. A frustrated Geno Smith tries to interrupt him in the ref. This was hilarious. Hey, dog. Hold on, man. I'm talking to America here. Um, <laughs> damn, that was good, man. Geno Smith, two weeks in a row, baby. The guy's absolutely hilarious, man. I um, I can't believe he actually was trying to talk to a ref while he was trying to talk to America, though. Anytime the ref is on the <laughs> mic, it's like I'm not about to try and talk. Yeah, to we this gotta guy. we gotta move on here. No, I mean, yeah. dude, refs. I'd like when they kind of say funny stuff like this. Like one of my favorite clips of all time was when the ref I forget who he said the penalty was on but said penalty on the defensive number whatever give him the business like I thought that was great <laughs> giving him the business that was a pretty good one false start on everybody but the center like I like when they get creative with their uh penalty calls and announcing uh to the uh to the stadium I'm talking to America is I mean that's a pretty good hey you, need, damn good you should probably right shut there. up right now. I'm talking to everybody yeah. in the stadium. No, 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 I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it, ref. <laughs> I'll let you have it. There was actually, a, there was in my mind, a controversial call. The ref kind of, he, uh, he he owned me with this statement. There was a pass late in the game where it looked like it was going to get intercepted yeah. by, my, by my guy B. Cook, and it looked like the receiver tackled him before the ball got there. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at the ref that was close to our sideline like, man, you're not going to see – what are you – why aren't we throwing that flag? Yeah. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? He's like, no, it happened. It was simultaneously as the ball was getting there. He made the tackle. And I'm like, man, I wish, I wish we had slow motion so I could prove you wrong right now. And he looked at me. He's like, well, we don't. And we got to do it. We got to judge it with our eyes. And I looked and I was like, all right. You got me. That's completely right, fair. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I will shut the fuck up. Um, so, uh, yeah, the ref got me on that one, but we'll, uh, we'll keep it moving. Belichick is disgusted and throws his challenge flag in a very un-Belichickian way. Let's check this out. I have not seen this video. This is, I'm watching it for the first time. First of all, pulls it out of his sock. Love that Bill Belichick keeps a challenge flag in his sock. 
Let's looks see at the official hands on the hips. Anytime you throw those hands on the hips, you are disinterested. Yeah, he, is, he was not happy with uh, what was Ridiculous this a spotting right there. call? He was not happy with the spot. I'm not sure at what point in the game this is. I think he said his name too, because you see the ref just kind of like look up, and then he just does it right in his face. Like, watch the guy's looking down there. He's adjusting the chain, Pretty and then deep. Bill's like, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> We need, we need Julian Edelman right now with a good Belichick impression. Just listen, you asshole. Review this. Hey, asshole. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely said asshole for sure. Can't tell me. Can't tell me any different. I wonder if did this get overturned? Do we know? I don't know. But that game ended fucking electric. Did you see the end of this game? I did not know. Oh, my gosh. Fourth down. It's like a fourth and eight, a fourth and ten. It might, I don't know. I don't think it was this play. But um. They uh they throw an out route to Gasecki, tight end. I did see he this. Catches, I saw the highlight. He catches the Lateraled ball, it, knows he's got, not gonna get yeah. it. It wasn't just a lateral, it was like a touch, it was like a floater over like a defender for the Dolphins. They almost got it. It's close. Oh my fucking and of course the the left guard right there to snag it out of the air. <laughs> Initial attempt kind of got stuffed, and then you got the push. Yeah. Fuck. If I'm a, if I'm the NFL, I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta give that a first down just for ratings, man. Right, right. Just to keep that like that play is gonna be historical if it's if it's a first down. To keep the drive alive, keep the hopes alive. I just thought for NFL that was gonna be a first down. For the for the offensive lineman, I fucking <laughs> stay alive, <laughs> old line. You hear me, Joe Tooney? So left guard, baby, stay alive. Well, either way, love the form of the uh challenge by Bill and the attitude. I'm a big fan of just, again, I like when Deion Sanders is showing emotion and attitude. <laughs> and if Bill is showing attitude, you know it's he means business. All right now. All right, let's get to the New Heights Stamp of the Week. Stamp of the Week. That's right. As always, we're going to get to the uh, Stamp of the Week or the Players of the Week or, or whatever we deem uh, needs to be brought attention to of the week for Week 2 of the NFL season. New Heights Stamp of the Week is brought to you by our friends over at State Farm. All right now. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Oh. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Damn it. All right, whatever. We'll get it. Warm my voice. All right, Trap. Who are you going with for your uh, stamp of the week? Well, we threw his name out there already. Falcons quarterback, University of Cincinnati Bearcat. The Riddler. Desmond Ritter, baby. Taking his game to new heights, leading the Falcons to a 2-0 start. Um, his big comeback win versus the Packers on Sunday. I forget who they played in the season opener, man, but he played good enough to, to get him a dub oh, there. Man, I can't remember. Um, got his first career rushing touchdown, yeah. which he was uh, iconically known for at UC. He can scoop. The guy's just a stud, man. I'm happy I'm happy for him to get, get into 2-0, uh, starting off on the right foot, man, and uh, leading those Falcons, man. Yeah, man. Always love to see a fellow Bearcat. Yeah, man. The Riddler. <laughs> Congrats. The Riddler. Oh, my gosh. Is, please tell me that's his nickname. That it has is to now. Be his nickname. The Riddler. Is the Riddler the best? Bat- no, he can't be the no, best. No, the Penguin. Batman. The Penguin's the best? Uh, or Dr. Freeze. Dr. Freeze? What about Bane? Uh, no, Bane's a, Bane's a pussy. He's got a mask on. He can't breathe right. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. What villain should we come up with next? What if he has sleep apnea? <laughs> The Joker is obviously the best. Dude, Jim Carrey Jim Jim Carrey is the Joker. I mean, fuck, that's good, man. No, Jim Carrey is the Riddler. 
The Riddler. I mean, yeah, yeah. my bad. My bad. Ooh, the Joker. Joker's a good the Joker's the best one. It's yeah, might right. be we one of the best Joker's villains the best. across the board, but clearly a very conflicted individual with multifaceted nuances. A lot of character development happened with the Joker. The Riddler. Uh, I mean, he's just like a crazy lunatic that likes to ask a lot of questions. Which, <laughs> hey, Kobe Bryant one time told me as a Confusing as a player, if you want to get that. better, the best advice he gives to young players all the time is ask questions. So maybe it's not a bad thing that Desmond is the Riddler. The Riddler. <laughs> All righty, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. I almost went with my teammate last week with Jake Elliott. This week I almost went with my former teammate Gardner Minshew or former coach in Shane Steichen with the Colts who uh, had an outstanding win uh, this past week against the Houston Texans. But ultimately, the most rushing yards by an Eagles running back since LaShawn McCoy in 2013. Stud. In his homecoming game from the prep, I'm going with my man DeAndre Swift. 174 yards, one touchdown, which might have been more had we not had the tush push in effect. Um, just an outstanding game from a man, and he uh, couldn't be happier that he was able to do that in his first game back in Philadelphia wearing an Eagles uniform and uh, a newly minted uh, number zero. The real question is, is if he only has 100 yards next game, does the Philadelphia fan base tell him to fuck off? Well, I mean, it, de- it usually depends on how the rest of the game goes, and okay. you know, there's a lot more factors there. But, yes, if, if you do not perform the next week, Philadelphia does not care what you did the week before, <laughs> the year before, the play before. It's going to be 100% in the moment. Let's go, D-Swift. Hey, baby. Congrats on taking that game to New Heights, baby. Hey, there you go. All righty. That's it. That wraps up this week's episode of New Heights. Thank you to everyone, as always, for tuning in. All Make right sure now. you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you can find out when all of our new videos and episodes are coming out. Make sure you check out our new bonus video on Friday that will exclusively happen on the YouTube page. We'll be previewing our week three opponents and matchups and talk about whatever other ridiculous topics may come up as always. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by our friends at Accelerator. This orange hey mango yo. just got me fired up today. Dude, we mangoed. Gone. We mangoed. It takes two to mango. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. And thanks you to our production and crew for always making us look good. Or miss making us look better than we actually are. There's and no doubt about that. To all the 92 percenters, we fucking love you. Let's keep taking this thing up to new heights, baby. Peace.